Welcome everyone to the first transcript podcast of 2022. You've got me, Scott Krisloff, I'm editor of the transcript, along with Eric Mokaya, who's our lead author. We sent out a new issue of the newsletter yesterday. And what we're seeing at the start of 2022 is a lot of a continuation of what was going on in 2021. Since we've been gone for a break, Omicron has become much more pervasive and widespread around society. But it's a really interesting reaction to Omicron socially and economically. Um, it doesn't seem to be having a, a major impact. It's kind of a mild impact on the economy, just like it's a mild impact on health for the most part. And so that's filtering through, but it is applying mild additional pressure to supply chains. And I think the bigger story is really just the inflation and the Fed response to inflation. That's probably much bigger than Omicron. And the way that that unfolds is going to impact the year in a much larger way, I think. Eric, any thoughts on that? I agree. When we left at the end of last year, it was like supply chains may get better, but then Omicron hit. And then uh, two or three weeks after, then we finished the year. We knew that it, it may be an issue going forward, but we didn't know that it would actually be a sustained issue for a while. So now supply chains are being impacted. One of the biggest stories I picked from a lot of companies is the impact it's having on staffing challenges. It has been an issue for a lot of companies to get staff on board. And now it's actually even a bigger issue now for them to get staff at all. One, one, one of the company called Portillo said it's a very big deal that they can't get employees as of the moment. So I think that's also unfolding in terms of wage inflation, costs, uh, inflation from the supply chains, wage inflation from the uh, shortage of labor. So I think the Fed is, going, is, is in a really tight position. One of the comments from Jamie Dimon is that he expects at least four interest rate raises this year. Some of the banks are started reporting earnings last week. That's the same point of view that rate, rates have to rise. Going forward, there's uncertainty and the certainty is that this year inflation is here to stay for a while. That was very clear from leading the first few transcripts of this year. Yeah, we had 7% inflation last year on a consumer price basis. And that was reported to be the highest since 1982, so the highest in 40 years. And to have a, a monetary policy where you're still printing money into that and have zero interest rates seems somewhat incongruent. Interest rates would historically be much higher here in order to be counteracting the inflation that we're seeing. And it certainly feels like an inflationary psychology is much stronger now than it was prior to the pandemic. It's almost harder to believe that inflation is going to, you know, fall to below that 2% threshold in the near to medium term. And so the Fed really does need to adjust to that probably. How's the Omicron psychology in Sweden right now? Among my friends, this is the first time since the pandemic began when I can feel like Omicron is actually hitting home. So very close friends are now uh, contacting the virus. And this is almost after one or two meetings with people. Most people are indoors, but then you meet people once or twice and suddenly you have the symptoms. And all. It's very contagious from what I can tell. And for some, it's had a big impact, uh, but Sweden has had the same stance as it had from the beginning, like nothing major. But I was in Norway across the border. There's stricter uh, in terms of movement. They restrict in terms of how many people you can host in the parties. So you can't feel like no way takes the, the virus a bit more seriously. So vaccination rates are high across board. There are few here and there who have uh, refused to take the vaccine. 
but travel is most restricted for a lot of people if you can't get the vaccine at all. There is a shortage, and I think that also came across in some of the transcripts that you read this week. There's a shortage of testing. Uh, so it's very difficult for people to get uh, tested, uh, especially if you want to go for travel. It's really hard. The queue is very long. Uh, so I think that's uh, gonna, going to play out at least for a major part of this year. Across Europe, they're taking the Omicron very, very seriously, I would say. Uh, how is it in the U.S. yourself? Yeah, it's totally pervasive in the U.S. And I think your comment that it's hitting closer to home is definitely the way that I'm feeling it here too, where I think through most of the pandemic, I was fortunate to not know that many people who had actually gotten COVID. And I think as a function of everybody being vaccinated and letting their guard down and Omicron getting through vaccines, it's all over the place in the U.S. I went to dinner with friends on Friday night, which is its own indicator because people aren't really modulating their behavior. So I went out to dinner. It was a group of six of us, four different households, and half the table had gotten Omicron and half the table hadn't. So like 50% of the people had gotten it at some point. That just seems to map to my social circle quite a bit. I feel like I know as many people who have had it, who have as who haven't. And I don't know anybody who's had a severe case. So that is very positive too. I would put it mostly maybe on the fact that a lot of people are vaccinated. So I think from the people who've had COVID before and have had now Omicron, from what I'm told is that there is a huge difference. If you have the vaccine, the impact is a bit mild. If you don't, the impact can actually be higher. So again, vaccines will continue to play a major role going into this year. And it's, it's quite hopeful that a lot of companies are also working on the vaccine for Omicron. But I really hope this is the last variant. It was a bit scary to read one of the quotes there that says there are five variants that are actually circulating and there could be more. So it's a bit scary, but I really hope that we come back to normalization because I'm at a point myself where it's tiring to actually just stay indoors and not meet that many people as before. Because you really want to go out. Like yesterday, I wanted to go play football. And then I realized one of the people my wife had met last week had actually tested COVID on Saturday night. So it's really hitting really close home. So I'm also kind of in quarantine now. It, it's a tricky situation we are in right now. So I think yeah. what I, and for the first half of this year, Omicron is going to be majorly uh, in the news. I know the fatigue is there, but again, it's going to impact a lot across the companies. And even as they report earnings is first... Uh, yeah. Something that's interesting about it though, is because it's like working its way through communities so quickly and people aren't really modulating the behavior. Delta said this on their earnings call that they expect that their health analysts, whatever they are at Delta, expect that case counts will drop very quickly from here. So we see a spike and then they'll, they'll drop down, which certainly seems like it could be the case. So Omicron may be a health hurricane that's blowing through the entire world, but it may be done relatively quickly and hopefully leave not too much damage uh, in its wake. My base case is that within the next month, we're not really talking about Omicron anymore. COVID is probably still around. That's what everybody is saying in the earnings calls, at least. And I think that's the base expectation that COVID lasts with us for a long time. But the psychological and economic impacts of COVID, as long as variants are mild like Omicron, they seem to be waning. So it's not as acute as it was with every one of these waves to the extent that we may have a COVID wave next year. And it's just like a flu wave where you have a few articles written about it, but maybe people aren't that affected by it. In some ways, hopefully that's where we're moving. In other ways, it's too bad that we're just going to have COVID around for a long time. But 
differently. You know, the testing companies are benefiting. So that's, that's one that's, area that's that, cool. <laughs> yeah. The consumers are bullish in terms of, it's a bit weird though to connect it to uh, <laughs> testing and vaccines and say it's bullish for the year, but it's interesting that how, that's how the drugs manufacturers are looking into the new year. Anything yeah. else that picked your interest? I think the retail comps being strong in Q4, that's obvious kind of, but but uh, the slow start to January was also a little bit of interesting. Could be that uh, people spend a lot of money over the holidays, but then again, it could also be that it's a little bit of impact on Omicron and people not being out to shop as much. Those are the kind of the two things I picked. Anything else that you picked as yourself? No, I don't think so. I think this can be a quick podcast today. I just start the year. It's market holiday today and the US as well. So yeah, we'll be back next week. There's a lot of earnings calls this week and it'd be interesting to get insights on what people are saying. It's an avalanche of earnings calls, actually. A lot of them. <laughs> Banks are reporting this week. So start kicking off the earnings season. So looking forward to being your partner in the earnings call season. So see you next week. Thank you for joining us this week and happy new year from us. Thank you.